I'm right over there. And this is her daughter, Rainy, who's getting married Saturday. Mercy me, says Mrs. Register. She had on big glasses with a chain, little brown curls on the top of her head, and too much lipstick. You're at the start of a wonderful journey, honey, she says. It was 37 years for me and Carl, the 21st of last month. I hope your journey is as happy and fulfilling as ours. And this is Mrs. Millie Shepherd, the groom's, groom-to-be's mother. She's up from Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, says Mrs. Register. And this is Flossie Purvis, Doris's sister. And y'all, this is Opal and Carl Register, said Aunt Naomi, pointing toward Mr. Register, who had started eating over at his table. He smiled with food in his mouth. You couldn't see any, though. Atlanta, said Mrs. Register again. You don't know C.C. Lawrence, do you? No, I don't think I do, said Mrs. Shepard. C.C. works at one of the big banks in Atlanta. He got a law degree and a business degree, one right after the other. His mama and daddy didn't think he'd ever finish. And then working at Liggett and Myers, he went, Opal? Mr. Register calls out. Sit down and eat. Well, nice to have met you, said Mrs. Register. Good luck on that wonderful journey, honey, she says to me. When Mrs. Register was out of hearing distance, Mama says, Mr. Register just had a prostrate operation, and I don't think he's recovered. Prostate, says Aunt Flossie. Is it? says Mama. Prostate? Oh. You know, I've always liked him better than her. She always makes so much out of every little thing. The conversation went from the registers to prostrate operations back around to eating meat. You know, says Aunt Naomi, once in a while I've gone without meat, but I got so weak I thought I'd pass out. Well, that happens a bit at first, Mrs. Shepherd says, but after a few days that usually goes away. It's a matter of what you get used to, I think. The body adjusts. I'd be afraid I couldn't get enough proteins, says Mama. Oh, no, says Mrs. Shepherd. There are many protein substitutes for meat. Beans, soybeans, for example, are excellent. My next-door neighbor, Lily Cox, brought me some hamburger with soybean in it, said Aunt Naomi, when I had the flu last winter, and it tasted like cardboard. She's always trying out the latest thing. I couldn't do without my meat, says Mama. She was fishing through her tossed salad for cucumber and putting it on her plate. I'd be absolutely lost without sausage for breakfast. Cold sausage, the mild, not the hot. Do they have coals in Atlanta? I don't think so. I really don't know. Do you get the patties or the links? Aunt Naomi asks Mama. The patties. Thurman don't like the links. They roll off his plate. We all laughed. Even Mrs. Shepherd. So Mama stretched it out. Every time we go to Kiwanis for the pancake supper, he'll lose one or two links. Because of the way he eats his pancakes, pushes them all around in the syrup. 
Last time, one rolled up under the edge of Sam Lockamy's plate, and for a minute there, we couldn't find it. Then Sam swore it was his. I guess you have less cholesterol if you don't eat meat, says Aunt Naomi. There are health advantages, said Mrs. Shepherd, and also our women's group has been concentrating on how eating less meat can help curtail hunger in the third world. On another planet? says Aunt Naomi. Oh no, developing nations, says Mrs. Shepherd. She finished chewing and swallowed. Developing nations. What I don't understand, says Aunt Naomi, is that if they don't eat their own cows like in India, then why should we send them ours? They wouldn't eat ours, would they? Or maybe they would eat American meat. We wouldn't send meat to India, of course. We'd send grain and other staples.